Hi, everybody. My name is Chris Bell. Thank you for listening. I am here to interview a one of my favorite uh, contemporary American directors, um, Zach Weintraub. I am playing his film as a part of the screening series I program called Cinema Club. Uh, we're playing his film, You Make Me Feel So Young, on Thursday, July 21st at 9 p.m. It's at Videology in picturesque Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And uh, I hope to see you there. It's a really great film. And, you know, I'll be there. So come say hi. And uh, here I have with me the director, Zach. Hi, Zach. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you doing? Terrific. Cool. For both. Um, so let's just, you know, jump right in at this point. Why not? Uh, so for the uninitiated, can you tell us what the film is about and why you made it? Yeah. Um, it's about a young lady who um, moves to a small, vaguely defined town for purposes of her uh, boyfriend's vaguely defined job, which has something to do with uh, um, an independent theater and, and film programming and curation. And it's about uh, her dealing with the repercussions of that move and uh, reflecting on whether or not she ought to have done it. Or it's like a portrait of loneliness. That's almost. More succinct. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I mean, I had made a couple movies before it, and I was, at the time, uh, going to some festivals with those other movies, and I think from per her perspective, it seemed like this cool, mysterious, uh, but, like, glamorous thing that I was involved in. I mean, we've been together for five years now, but at the time, it had only been, like, one, I think, uh, or less than one when I started coming up with this. And so, you know, she didn't really... I guess she felt like, what, you know, is this weird, like, world that you're involved in or where, you know, where are you going and what are you doing and what's that all about and why don't I, why don't I have anything like that or get to go with you? So, um, I thought, like, geez, I mean, I guess at first I just thought it would be cool to be one of those, like, cool cinema, like, power couples that, like, makes movies together and uh i also wanted her to like understand that like it's not that cool <laughs> serious and it's not that fun i mean it yeah it's cool and fun but um if she you know it, it if she if we did it and she wanted to be involved more and do more more work together that would be awesome and if she didn't she would at least understand why she didn't and we'd be good on that on that front so um and just and just that, her, that, that observing her like um, her attitude at that point was interesting to me and inspired me to start coming up with this because the the story kind of reflects in a vague way what I'm saying now I think yeah kind of. yeah so that's the why right how did that pan out does she want to do more <laughs> no I don't think so yeah. I remember we were talking 
we, or we were at a, um, we were at a party at some, uh, oh, after a screening of it, and somebody who was a kind of more prominent filmmaker was like encouraging her, like, yeah, you need to like, you know, you know, you should feel totally free to like do your own projects and like do whatever you, and she, she thought that was funny afterwards because it was kind of just assumed that that was like, like that she had any interest in doing it. But, uh, no, I mean, I, you know, whenever she's down to help out, I get excited, but I don't think that she was like, Oh shit. Like cinema is my thing now. And you know, yeah, I, I think we just understand each other a little better after, after doing it. And that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty beneficial. Um, <laughs> sounds like, you know, she went the smart way about it, too. And, you know, one and done. That's it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you act in this film, and you've acted in your other films, and, you know, you've made a film uh, with your brother. That's That was real, right? He's your real brother? No. <laughs> oh, shit. Whoops. Um, no, that's cool. <laughs> I'm, oh. Uh-oh. I'm happier that you confused it that way. Yeah. Well, but, uh, but yeah, you've, no, no. you've done stuff with your family, like your parents. Um, so this isn't new, like the fact that you like did a film with your girlfriend. Like, why do you place such an emphasis on working with people that you're like super, you have these like super tight bonds with? Um, I think it's easier. I mean, even when I'm working with somebody like that, that I've known for a long time, even, you know, even my dad, who's in this movie, who... I've known for obviously a long time. Uh, I mean, he, the directing thing is is just like the more of a stranger someone is, I think the harder I find it. And it's like if I have a pre-existing relationship with somebody, I'm so happy to have it that I, you know, that it's there that I can draw on it and uh, just already have a kind of a pre-existing level of comfort with that person, right? Uh, and, you know, I know they'll probably say yes. I usually ask people to work with me that I know will say yes. Mm. And won't and won't be like, or you know, like my dad for, is a great example. Like, he could be pissed about it or he could be annoyed that he has to come, you know, shoot all day on a Saturday. But, like, he's going to do it. Mm. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those are the people in my immediate... Uh, those are my immediate resources, you know, and and I'm more comfortable and happier working with them ultimately. So that that's why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, follow up question was like, what does it bring out in your work that you like? Which I I think you pretty much answered. If you want to go deeper into that, you can. But on the flip side, like, do you see any drawbacks to working with you know people like in your family and your like really close circles? Um. Not, um, not with my family. Uh, I mean, to get specific here with like Justine, it felt like there were some obvious drawbacks because I mean, like any, it's so hard in the context of shooting a movie, uh, typically to like not have the occasional bad time or bad mood and 
you know, with my girlfriend at the time of less than a year, that was obviously something I wanted to avoid, but it wasn't going to happen. So, I mean, that's the drawback is like, if it goes wrong, it could, you know, you're not just going to say, okay, goodbye, (laughs) and now I'll never see you again, you know, whereas you would if it was an actor for hire or something. Uh, You can endure a little bit more discomfort or bad times, but um, when it's a family member or a close friend, if if that were to happen, it'd be like, God damn it, like, was a a movie worth, like, you know, some people have that, like, auteur attitude where they're like, you know, yeah, whatever, of course it was worth it, I'll burn whatever bridge, but... (laughs) Uh, I don't feel that way, and I especially feel less and less that way. Maybe I felt that way when I was, like, in high school or film school or something. But, mm. Or I wished I felt that way, but I don't feel that way now. I don't think that any movie's probably worth sacrificing anything else. So, yeah, those, that would be the drawback. But it, that, that's not a usual... I can't think of real... I mean, I feel like when I work with, like... Like, none of who shot this movie or, or any of my other friends who aren't family members who I work with, like, I know we'd have a better time together if we were just hanging out. And we do have a better time together when we're just hanging out. And it's kind of like, damn, like, why are we doing this? Because <laughs> we could be, you know, having fun. And we're not. But anyway. What draws you, and I love this, but what draws you to... Um, your aesthetic, which is, you know, pretty slow, contemplative, uh, many long takes. Uh, what do you find in that that you love and want to keep employing? Uh, that's, I've tried to answer that uh, so many different times, and I feel like I always, I can never quite say it, but I mean, when I see a movie that has a similar style, I get really excited. I mean, that's when I when I watch a movie. That's I you know I mean I'll, I'll watch any kind of movie and, and enjoy it. But I mean, that's the kind of movie that gets me really pumped and makes me feel like shit. I want to do something like that, or gets me you know just gets me excited about filmmaking in general. I think that it's cinematic. I mean, I think that. The way that everything's sort of spaced out and slowed down and less explicit or uh, or explained through you know dialogue or or however is very. I think what's left after those elements are are stripped away is like what I guess you would call like cinema to me, you know, so I think it's really cool, the idea of like, damn, this movie's expressing so much, but like, it's has it has stripped away so many elements that might normally be part of movies, and yet it's like, it's doing something, and it's working, and that's like, that's sweet to me. So there's a specific song that plays twice during the movie... Uh, if you recall, can you talk about that? And yeah, um, the song is called uh, "Que Tiempo Tan Feliz." Uh, what a happy time by uh, 
which is a so it's like a Spanish language cover of the song "Those Were the Days," uh, and it's sung by Sylvia Pinal, uh, who is an actress slash like Mexican TV personality who uh, was in some like Bunuel movies, and um, I really like the song and wanted to use it in the movie. I mean, no matter what, because it has this, like... The song's all about, like, re- it, nostalgia and reflecting on times that were happy. And um, I don't know, I feel like the attitude of that song is the attitude that either one of these two characters in this movie might have when they look back on their relationship. But then, of course, like, as we're in it, it's not quite like that. So, like, the song is played twice because the first time you hear it there is this like nice fun intimate moment that they're having together and then by the next time if that it plays it feels kind of forced like almost like Justine is trying to bring that back but it's just not working so you've been at it for quite a while. Uh, I'm curious what your general thoughts are on indie film and the scene and all that. Um, dang, like, okay, so I love movies and filmmaking, but, and I'm like, that's not going to change or go away, but uh, trying to be like an indie filmmaker has been really stupid and uh, not particularly fun. Just like, I mean, there's so many different aspects of it and I feel different way, different ways about each. I mean, like, what what angle do you want to start with? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, so you made, you bust your ass to make this film and then what? You know, like, what do you feel about what happens after it's all said and done? You know, like, in terms of uh, what's expected of you, you know, where do you play this film? Um, I don't know, you know, the support you think you should get or you think everyone should get or you think there should be. Uh, I don't know. Whatever comes to your mind first, too, if I'm, like, I'm missing something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, the so first of all, where, where you started, I feel a little pissed at myself every you know any time I feel like I was feeling like there should be a what's next or like or like that was the point, you know. Um, and there's there's so many movies being made, and there's so many people that want to make movies, and I'm so stubborn about what I'm willing to do and how I'm willing to do it that I think it would be like supremely entitled of me to feel like there should be a space for me like at the table like commercially and um or you know like anybody else even needs to see these personal movies I mean it's so great that people respond to them and I want, I want 
them to respond well and, and identify, and I, I feel like that is good and very rewarding. But um, huh. yeah, I mean, I don't ever want to find myself pissed or complaining that like I'm not making a living because like, am I like? What need exists that I'm fulfilling by making these, you know? Um, what, what about society is, like, not going to work as well if, if I were to disappear? Um, so there's that, and, you know, there's the whole fact that the ability to even, I mean, that's what we talk about so much, is, like, how do you make a living? How can you support yourself this way? And it, like, changes the whole landscape of our, uh, I mean, particularly of uh, independent movies in the United States. Because, like, it's more, I think it's more commercial than in other places. But I'm also, I also could be so ignorant of other places that I'm not, you know, I'm pretending like they don't have their own issues. But I think that, you know so many times people sit down to make their movie and they are going sit down to write a movie and they're going to ask themselves like, Oh, how are people going to respond to this? What, what can I write that is going to make people excited or want to spend money on this or write a good review? And it compromises everything about your movie if, if that's on your mind from the start and it is I mean it's on my mind and I can't I try to shake it constantly but it's uh, you have to always be trying to shake that I mean like even you know thinking about how a festival programmer is going to react how, how a critic is going to react how somebody how some stoned idiot like scrolling through Netflix is going to react and like what, what's going to make them click or what's the, you know, how can I make the first five minutes more exciting? And, uh, it's, yeah, it's depressing to feel like I have to address those, but the fact is I don't, and no one does unless they want their movie to sell or to make a living. So it's kind of a choice. And, um, so going back to how I feel about American independent movies overall, uh, I think they're really compromised and, uh, I don't know. I've made those same compromises myself, and I'm trying to figure out how I can stop it. Because I have a feeling that I'm not going to be a financially successful film director either way. So it will be in the best interest of my sanity and my work overall if I can try to knock that off. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, my view on that is, like, weirder things have <laughs> happened. You know, like, if I hit you up in, like, five years and you're doing some, like, I don't know, studio thing or whatever it is in five years. Maybe you have an Amazon thing. Uh, you know, that's what I think. I think, like, weirder things have happened. Like, I could get one of those jobs and weirder people have worked in the system somehow and, and they've made it work. Uh, going back to, you know, thinking of, like, uh, programmers or audiences and stuff like that, it's kind of like, been drilled into us to think like that but I also yeah. feel like 
you know, and I'm sure you're the same, but from every, like from huge movies to little movies, uh, things will get really popular. And, you know, half the time I'm like, I don't understand why people are in love with this. Or I never, even if I like it, I was like, I never thought this would be really popular. And to me, it just goes to show like, nobody has any idea. Nobody knows at all. So it's like, if you're sitting there trying to think like, well, what can I do? I feel like you're already kind of wrong. Like, nobody can really figure that out. Like, there are certain things you could probably do to, I don't know, make a programmer smile so that they put it into this festival. Um, But to me, it's just kind of like, I don't know, especially when you're working on a micro-budget kind of thing, it's like... Why don't you just do something, you know, I don't know, to me personally, it's like do something as weird as possible, as strange as possible, do what you want, and then, I don't know, either people will come or they won't. It's just, it's such a struggle to kind of figure out what to do in those terms, like how do I please, you know, all these imaginary people, if they even, like, are able to see it, you know, um... But I don't know. I feel like that's kind of drilled into us, even though it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I think that's why that's why I don't want to think that way. Because as soon as you do, it's like your thing is automatically more like less interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, so what I you know what I try to do and try to do is like the only stoned idiots going through Netflix that I'm trying to please is myself. <laughs> you know, what would I be stoked to watch if I happened upon it and and just be be excited to to experience. And uh, yeah, that's the goal. But like you said, you know, we're pretty pretty programmed to think about markets and like audiences and bullshit like that. So it's it's hard not to. It's hard not to. But I think that as one moves away from that, they can only get more interesting. The majority of the movies that I follow and get excited about or I'm trying to watch, people I'm trying to watch for new stuff from are not, uh, are not movies from the U.S. But, um, I mean, part of that could just be because I'm from the U.S. And so if, uh, for other people to be successful or have critical success makes me jealous. <laughs> but... Uh, and because that's, you know, where I am, that's the bubble I'm in, and that's what I hear so damn much about is the same movies over and over. And, um, so there's that. So there's, oh, and then, then from my own perspective, the, the fact that I hope to be able to be less commercially minded and, you know, I have nothing to get, you know, you, like you said, weird things have happened. If I, um, have some kind of crazy freak success, like I'm not going to consider myself an artistic failure. I mean, uh, and you know, like that's great, but I don't feel entitled to it. I don't know why I in particular would be entitled to it above anyone else. There's so many people, uh, want to make movies so many people with uh more interesting 
perspectives than mine, or at least less covered, uh, less well-trodden, and uh, it makes sense that that's, that that's what we would see and not, you know. Okay. Um, I say we wrap this up. Thanks for coming on. And uh, so Zach Weintraub's movie will be playing Thursday, July 21st at 9 p.m. at Videology in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Please come. It's the first time Cinema Club is doing a feature, so let's make it, you know, a permanent thing. Thank you.